0: get started. Cool. Hey, how's it going?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: (laughs) I'm living
1: the dream.
0: (laughs) Well, welcome back to the His First Hers podcast. This is my story series. I have another guest with me today. G'day. (laughs) What's your name?
1: My name's Sam.
0: (laughs) Name, age, occupation. (laughs) Sam, nearly
1: 24 and I work at Golf courses and shit. Nice, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: nice.
0: Well, give me a little insight about yourself.
1: Uh, I don't know. There's a lot to know, really. So start anywhere. Start anywhere. Yep. Yeah, right. So, I mean, I'm not one to brag about kind of what people go through and who kind of what. Oh, so how you'd react to something is different than how I react mm, to something. Mm. Like everyone goes through shit differently, but like, I guess when I was a kid my kind of story started with my parents divorce at probably around actually this time when I was seven so nearly nearly eight years old Wow um, at first I like everything I went through just had no idea what was going on um, got to a point where I was
0: we were the same age when our parent like I, my, I was seven seven yeah I was seven when mum yeah. that when I when mum and dad went through a divorce too so yeah you kind of really... I'm not no. even kidding.
1: Like, I'm pretty sure it's almost to the date. Like... Wow. Yeah, so, it, like, weird. happens, <laughs> like, around this... T- yeah, yeah. ...this time. When I was seven. So.
0: Wow. That's crazy.
1: Yeah. And then, like, some of the stuff, like, originally I lived with my mum, um, with my brother. And my brother was old enough to make the decision to where he wanted to live where I wasn't. So, when I was with that person, mum, mm. um, some shit that I saw, like wouldn't wish on anyone Just um, exposed
0: really young and yeah yeah and
1: there's still times now that like I have night terrors and stuff like envisioning that in my dreams like
0: and you're 23 years old yeah it's crazy how so, it stinks
1: yeah and then so I guess with the stuff that I went through I didn't really know at the time like had no idea what I'd gone through um in the sense that like it was so much I was too young to ever really catch on it wasn't until high school uh year nine or year ten and at the time um i was back well not back i was living with dad full time at that point um and i received a phone call from mum being told a certain situation mm. um now at the time i believed it obviously being my mum i was like yeah i'm going to believe it and completely broke down at school and one of my friends had asked what was wrong and i you know told them in like fucking absolute hysterics and um that friend at the time ended up looking at my mum's Facebook to see it wasn't true, which I wasn't aware of. And that's oh. kind of where everything everything kind of clicked in to what I'd gone through. So I was 15 at the time. Um, then I started getting like relentlessly bullied, like heavily. Like I was fat, but then like all of that kind of shit, mum's a psycho. and
0: It just like went from there.
1: Yeah. So that's kind of where it all kind of sunk in where... I was like shit I've gone through some gone through some stuff um
0: at 15 like yeah 15
1: yeah and like again like I won't even go into detail about Mm. any of it but like I mean yeah like I said like if I'm still having night terrors about it now like you know 16 years later
0: that's crazy
1: yeah like it's pretty I won't say it's like fucked me up
0: yeah no because it hasn't
1: but like i've definitely like had Ooh, to grow up and yeah. massively like from it so i guess like when i got to the 15 um 15 16 years old kind of age um when i was getting bullied and it all kind of kicked in like depression hit massively like felt like shit and at the time my way of dealing with that was just eating food so like 15 i was already overweight like always was which is like a complete different story but i was always overweight and like get home from school to Craigmore shops off the bus and would go and buy like the largest bag of hot chips and eat it within five minutes before i was home kind of thing like stupid amounts of food i was eating and like you know two pies at lunch or recess and then like a chicken wrap and a pie at lunch like and that's kind of just how i i coped um until i was oh gosh like so early sixteen, like my 16th birthday went to America, which was like really, really cool. That was like mine and my best mate's uh, birthday presents because we were a week apart. And then I got back and so year 11 and I was so far behind in work that like I went from being one of the top students to like the bottom because I just couldn't be bothered studying anymore. Like I'd just given up, like my mental health was horrid, yep. um, constant thoughts of suicide, take my own life. I was self-harming at the time, which you can't see because I'm covered in tats, like <laughs> that kind of thing. Gotta love tattoos. <laughs> yeah, I know. They're there for a reason. Um, stuff like that. So yeah, like I was going through a lot. Um, got to year 12. So we went on our year 12 retreat and it was weird. So one of the teachers in year 12, um, my English teacher came up to me at retreat and was like, there's something about you that I don't know that's like I'm just intrigued about like I can feel your pain but she didn't know what was going on and I ended up telling her um kind of some of the stuff that I went through anyway and she broke down in tears which I'll never ever forget because that was like wow. what the heck like how yeah. can someone else feel my pain yeah. like through my words um and I guess from there what happened was um one of the main bullies at the time like saw her crying because of me asked what had happened and she was told like you know if you've ever had a an issue with him like you should probably apologize and i guess like as part of the retreat we did like this whole like write on a piece of paper something you're sorry about and give it to someone kind of like that yeah kind yeah of we thing, did like, like that affirmations kind of i think yeah, they were called yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so i remember like in a cohort of what i think was like 80 people i think i received 76 affirmations from people
0: wow people saying
1: like, how strong i was and then like the people that were bullying me saying like dude i'm so sorry we had no idea what you were going through and i was like how do you even know like so like for me that was a pretty huge turning point so i finished you know getting into year 12 and like i went from being someone that felt so hated to being felt feeling like
0: appreciated yeah i was like
1: wow like this is actually going to be a really really like awesome end to year 12 and high school and everything for me which like i hated like let's be real um (laughs) yeah high (laughs) school um, and then it got to, uh, a couple of weeks before graduation and a certain figure in my life, um, had made a pretty serious threat towards, uh, myself, my classmates, my grandma, my dad, my teachers, wow. so on and so forth. Um, to the point that people started making fun of me again, being like, you know, this this, this kid's, how is he dealing with this kind of shit? Um, And it got to the point where I nearly pulled out of my year 12 graduation completely. Um, My home group teacher at the time was like, nah, like he's like six foot something. Like he's just huge. Used to be a bodybuilder. Like
0: this was your teacher. Yeah. So he was, I was
1: also like, I'm qualified security. Like I'll sit at your table. Yeah. You'll be fine. Like nothing will happen. Yeah. So I ended up going and then like I used to do dance and stuff when I was in primary school, which was like a huge outlet for me. So I ended up dancing with my nan and we won like the best dance out of the school, Um, which again, like everyone was like, I didn't know you could do that. So it was just like a huge sigh of relief, Um, still overweight and everything. But at the time of graduating high school, I fell into my first ever relationship, which was um, with someone won't mention her name. um, Was this your long term one? No. No, 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 no. So this no. this was my, so she was a long-term friend, mm-hmm. um, was mm-hmm. my best mate's ex, but she, he approved of it, was like, you'll lose your virginity. Like, go for it. <laughs> um, Bro code, but, love yeah, that. Yeah. It's like, Just go for it, man. Yeah, so like <laughs> she was my best friend for like four years prior to dating and about three and a half months in, I received a message from someone in Darwin saying, you need to have a serious chat about this, like to her. And I was like, what you're talking about. Like, mm. whatever. Mm. And it turns out she cheated on me. Oh, yeah, good. So I was at my first year Another
0: at uni. Another slap in the guts. Yeah, Jesus so this Christ. was my first
1: year at uni um, doing a sport and recreation degree. Um, she cheated on me. And I had glandular fever as well at the oh time. God. So oh I was, God. like, falling behind <laughs> in my studies. Um, I was coaching um, soccer instead of playing because of my health like I was like glandular fever I'm not gonna be able to play so I started coaching instead um, which was just a continuation from year 12 and some of the guys that I coached were saying some pretty horrible things to me um, with the excessive weight gain that I had at the time as well so I was getting called like beach whale and
0: so this is, you hadn't you'd still in that same weight at that point
1: no so when I went to uni um, and when I got glandular fever like I didn't know what meal prep was. I didn't know what healthy eating was. So I was smack bang in the middle of Hindley Street. So like mm. KFC every day. Like it's a two lot of junk lo- food down yeah. there. Yeah, Yeah, I know. So like breakfast, I was getting into the city at, i say like eight, Macca's breakfast because I was like, that was my favorite thing. Probably yeah. still would be if I could yeah. have it. Like Well, I mean, I can, but. um And then like I'd go to class, drink soft drink and the rest of it. Lunchtime would come around, two large meals at KFC. Yep back to class go home and dad would have like a family-sized pizza for me which i'd like devour three quarters of yeah so like i went from i think it was 95 to 97 kilos to 117 in the space of about seven months Wow. Um, so with that weight gain while coaching and obviously not playing sport or anything anymore i was being called a beach whale like the kids that i was coaching were trying to break my leg like all kinds of shit like that on top of just being cheated on as well (laughs) And like, I didn't know what to do, right? Like I just I just felt like it was all just hitting me. Yep. Like on top of the stuff with the parental figure still going on in the background. Cause like, even now I still go through that. So yep. it's like a never ending thing. And unfortunately I don't think I'm ever gonna get a break from that. Yeah. Unless someone carks it. Yep. Um, but for me, like I went to uni one day, right? And it was a start like the second day of the semester, first class of the year or like semester, sorry. And we did this stereotype thing. So you would wear like, I don't know, like young mother, like 21 year old mother with three kids. I would wear priest like yeah. on my shirt, right? So I'd have to go up to you and treat you as if you were a 21 year old mother with three kids. And then you as Natalie would have to come up to me and treat me like I'm a priest, yeah, right? Yeah. So we did this exercise and I was like, oh yeah, all well and good, like whatever, getting to know people, like just talking to them and stuff got to the end of the class and this girl who had obese teenage male (laughs) um said to the class at the end when she was asked you know why didn't you think you were approached that much and while looking me smack bang in the eye was like they stink they're unhealthy like they shouldn't be here and all this kind of crap and i sat there and was like ouch like wow wow, yeah like that killed me on top of like literally this was like a two-week span from being called a beach whale being cheated on all of that kind of stuff. And Not I was that. like, I was like, wow. So that night um, I went home in a pretty uh, depressive state, essentially um, got to the point where I was like, didn't want to be here anymore. Um, I had Panadol, like all the painkillers in the world about to take razor blades, literally everything. Like I just, I didn't want to be there anymore. I'd felt like I had no reason anymore because any turn I went, something went wrong or someone said something and I chucked music on because I had a history of self-harm at the time. And I was like, if I've got music on, which isn't like out of the ordinary for me, no one's going to come in my room. So like my brother and dad were out of the equation basically. And this song came on, um, which is actually by a South Australian called end this way, which is tattooed on my chest. The chorus mm-hmm. is tattooed on my chest. And this is by far the reason it's tattooed on my chest. Cause The chorus says, if you feel like stopping and your legs give way, just remember it doesn't have to end this way. And I heard that and like instantly was like, what the hell are you doing? Like, why do you want to take your own life? You're 19 years old. You're at uni. You've graduated high school. You know, you never thought you were going to make it past 16.
0: But here you are. And here I I am. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So at that point, I like messaged the artist because like I said, he's South Australian and said like dude like i've only just heard your song but like this is what my room looks like right now like you've just saved my life basically yeah
0: yeah.
1: um and he was hugely grateful for it like he was like you know that's kind of why i did the song and everything like that anyway so at that point is when i like completely i was like changed yeah i was like so
0: was that like your oh what's the word that was your breaking point. So, was that like when you turned around and went, No, I need to do something about this? Yeah.
1: yeah. 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 So, like I said, like the lyrics in the song, like the chorus alone, and I mean, if you listen to the song, it's purely about suicide and, yeah. you know, the way you get treated and, and everything like that. Like, I was just at the point where I was like, If the help I'm getting with psychs, like psychiatrists, psychologists, and that's not going to help, it's got to come down to me. Yeah. It's my
0: choice. My choice
1: to, you know, bloody take that step now yep so at the time like i said weighing 117 kilos like i was miserable long hair so the first thing i did i was like
0: what, go and get hair? a
1: haircut yeah like oh I 100% look like jack black really? like oh which God. is why i've got a kung fu panda tattoo <laughs> like yeah. one of many reasons anyway but yeah so i was like that's it like gotta start changing so when i got a haircut it was like it's the first step right yeah like um then i started talking to my dad about losing weight getting me a gym membership but i only had one job at the time and was earning very minimal and i was like that's never gonna happen yep um so i started running and that kind of thing and started my own weight loss journey now at the start of it it was like no idea about nutrition it was just
0: about like i need to lose some weight yeah so i knew
1: how to count calories that was the first thing i learned and obviously that's obviously the most important when it comes to weight loss But I still probably did it a really, really unhealthy way. I was eating like one meal a day and that meal being KFC because like chicken's life. KFC. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it kind of came into routine where I'd still go to KFC every day, but instead of buying like two large meals, I would buy a bottle of water just to give myself that that satisfaction of going there. And I kind of trained my mind to obviously, you just need water. Like keep your water up or whatever. Yep. And then... Yeah, so I ended up losing just shy of 50 kilos. So 47 and a half, 48 kilos in about 15 months or so. About a kilo a week, it all added up to. With obviously diet breaks and whatever. Once I learned all about the nutrition side of things, then I fell into a relationship. (laughs) Um,
0: Buddy relationships. (laughs) So that was your long-term one, wasn't it?
1: Yes. Now, be careful what I say here because... Like, there's a good chance that she might come across this. But, um, uh, yeah, so we were dating for about 15 months or so.
0: Yeah, wow.
1: Spent literally every single day together for the entire thing. Wow. Um,
0: Jesus Christ, I'd kill.
1: Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and Jesus. that's the thing, like, the entire thing, like, that's no arguments literally until the day we broke up. Wow. Um, I also, during that relationship, had to stop playing soccer. Cause I had a head injury where I nearly died. Um,
0: what? Like, how'd you get like how so, did that happen? So
1: essentially, like with my weight loss, I've kept really big legs, mm-hmm. and strength wise, like my legs are just stupid. Um, so I jumped up for a header. I got elbowed in the temple, which knocked me out. And then a guy on the other team also tunneled me. So he stood underneath me, which I landed on my head. Oh. Long story short, like the next four or five months. I was in and out of hospital, getting MRI scans, getting my blood tests because every time I got a headache, I was throwing up or I was blacking out. If I spent like three minutes in the sun, I was collapsing. Like,
0: Wow. It was
1: like scary fucking yeah. shit. Like, yeah. And at the time, soccer was my life. Like wouldn't ever thought I'd ever stop, stop playing or like stop being heavily involved kind of thing, which was a really big blow as well. Um, so for that to happen, I was like, yeah shit that was pretty scary so even now like i play like once every two months kind of thing and like refuse the header because i'm just terrified like um but in that relationship as well going back a little bit because i'm just like losing track uh the relationship with my mum and half sister ended uh around so what would be three years this year um well with my mum anyway because 2019 has been great (laughs) Um, let's not talk about that (laughs) um yeah so that ended for a whole bunch of other reasons which was probably one of the biggest reasons to why well what i think is why uh, my ex and i broke up um but yeah so like that was really really hard for like the three months four months to not have a mum. i didn't know what to do really like it was just shit. It was a really difficult situation for me because obviously Mother's Day come up and everyone was around their families and I was like,
0: "But you weren't."
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, well, I mean, I was around dad, but yeah, like, I'm gonna call in my mum. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, when we broke up, um, the day we had the argument, it was originally started off because I wasn't a full time worker. I was working casual for UniSA, now working in government. As a casual, I was on like $33 an hour. I was going
0: to say, uni like works good pay. Yeah, right? yeah, and I was doing
1: like 25 hours a week. So, I yeah. was getting a lot for a casual worker, like yeah. 1500 bucks a fortnight kind of yeah. thing. Um, and the day we had the argument was about me not being secure in my job, which I was. And um, I was told to kind of drop out of uni and get a different job and go full time for somewhere at like Woolworths kind of thing. And I was like, nah, not a chance. Like, this is the first time in the entire relationship we had an argument. And I stood to her was like, like. Wow. Yeah. And this was all over email too, mind you. Email? <laughs> yeah, I know. email, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> Like, um, yeah. So, she basically ended up saying that she wasn't attracted to me as, like, the finishing of the argument. And I was like, whatever. Like, you're 100% going to regret saying that. Um, yeah. So, then we broke up. And I was like miserable for maybe twenty five minutes. I was like, oh, like I was like, and honestly, twenty five, yeah, even no, half an well, hour. I know you, you laugh, right? <laughs> but like, I was honestly like prepared to propose to her and everything. Like I said, wow. it, it was such a short amount of time we were dating. Like still, realistically, like, yeah. But I'd spent every single hour of that time with her. Basically, you know, like every night we were together, we would go on, on dates. Like, you know, we had things planned and everything like that. Like. But yeah, so like 25 minutes, I was like in tears. I was like, oh man, my life sucks. Like, what am I going to do? And then Sing I um, <laughs> I actually got a phone call from um, someone who's now my former boss for a company that I still work for. And he was like, hey, like, I know you don't know me, but we've got a job for you. Come in for your interview. But like, it's not an interview, it's an induction and you start in two weeks. And that was literally like 25 minutes after, you know, I broke up. Wipe those tears
0: away. Yeah, so I was
1: like. <laughs> I went from being miserable and like, and then I had two jobs in an industry that I absolutely love. Yeah. And I'm so passionate about. And I was like, I'm going to be fine. Like, whatever. (laughs) See
0: how it's like, it's interesting because everything happens for a reason. And that's like something I'm trying to grasp onto now. I know it does, but like, I always preach it. But like, when it comes down to like me actually being in that position, I'm just kind of like. (gasps) what do you mean it happens for a reason like but it does it really does and it just goes to show that like you know you went from like one extreme to another but it's turned out to be the right thing
1: and that's the thing like it's all well and good to preach it but when it actually happens to you you don't know literally me
0: like and like the worst thing possible has like well it's not the worst thing possible but like theoretically like in the position i am in, it's been a kick in the gut so like when this situation has happened i'm like okay, well, what have I done to deserve this and why is it happening to me? But I'm sure it's happening for a reason. Yeah,
1: and me knowing the situation you're talking about, being someone that was in like a similar spot as well, like I would just say like even though in the sport and rec industry where I've got the degree and everything, where I'm at right now is like, almost two years behind where I was at the start of this year. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's a huge blessing in disguise. Like I got the call to go back to the company was like, we've got a job if you want it, it's yours. Like happens for a reason. Like, and as much as it sucks, like you can't stop living your life just because something bad happens. Yeah. You know, like,
0: which, you know, very well. Yeah. Very well.
1: Yeah. And yeah. So like with the whole breakup thing, um, going back again, um, I was training in the gym at that time but like nutrition wise wasn't you know the greatest Um, so I went on like a 20-week shred and like became peeled as anything well the most peeled I've been and yep. weighed like 70 kilos like wet <laughs> like wow yeah um which is like
0: that's very skinny yeah very very skinny
1: and like everywhere was literally skin and bone other than The like my legs yeah (laughs) like (laughs) um but like the start even the start of the breakup like getting in the gym was really difficult because her dad was the one that was like he was old school bodybuilder was like old school bulk eat what you want this is how you train you'll grow and then it didn't really work for me so instead of being upset about oh i don't have someone to train me yeah i was like stuff this like going back to the whole like night of the suicide attempt it was like it's up to me now. Like I'm not going to trust PTs cause I've seen PTs, some PTs work and they trash. Yeah. Um, so I started my own research. So I started counting my own macros, my own training. And like, even now there's people that have been training for 15 plus years or 10 plus years that cannot even warm up with me. Like on some days, like, and because I'm not stupid like my shit's hard like my training is very difficult you know that full well
0: I know that (laughs) very well but look do you know what when I did your training like your like what you gave me I saw results and that's sorry I'm just trying to figure oh (laughs) anyway I I saw results so like it's there obviously there for a reason so and
1: that's the thing like it just came down to again like the only person who's gonna do it is me like I don't put a whole lot of trust in other people. Like even right now, there's some stuff that I'm like working towards and maybe two people know if mm. that, and mm. it's like, I don't want to tell anyone because they're going to leech off me or
0: people, you know, a snake. Like oh that. yeah. Oh.
1: Like, and it's just, oh, and that's the thing. Like even with the uni side of things, like the biggest thing we were told in uni in particularly in sport and rec, cause it's like the smallest yet biggest industry. Like, everyone knows everyone yeah um which is SA in general but
0: Adelaide in a yep. nutshell actually <laughs> you open your mouth like, and you're like oh I know that person." Like, okay <laughs> yeah so
1: in the time of the degree it was always like peace get degrees like just scrape through you'll be fine um but everyone was kind of leaving with the same workplace experience so it was like one event and then one other placement where I was like All right, I'll do my event in the first year second year i'll do another event but which gave me opportunity in like volunteer coordinating and a whole bunch of stuff like that and then third year um i dropped two courses to make it like a three and a half year degree to do like four so i started off with of adelaide united finished that in like a month was like yeah cool went to adelaide ice arena and started doing like huge event like this huge event for them and i did the whole event weekend on my own like the manager got a new job and left yeah so i was like like balls deep like I was like shit like you I'm need screwed to get,
0: yeah. yeah yeah
1: and then that fell through after I did that event but like got it under my belt anyway but yeah,
0: got, got, got the experience regardless yeah. and yeah. then I started
1: work I uh, started doing other work like more placement stuff when I got a job from them which was with UniSA Sport and then I did another bit of placement work as well so like I left uni with I think about s- six years worth of experience but like all crammed into a two and a half years kind of thing yeah And then obviously like upon graduation and having these two jobs a year after graduating, which was the start of this year. So March 20th, I started, which was my dream job, which was a stadium manager. So I was managing a a three court stadium at Adelaide showgrounds. Um, Then two weeks into that, like was put into area management. So I started managing four stadiums. Oh my god. Um as a twenty three year old in the sport and rec industry was like like unheard of pretty much. Yeah. Um but like I was being hammered like hundred hour fortnights, like eight AM to seven PM, not including travel. Like I was going through a lot, but I loved it. Like I loved what I did. So I was like it's gonna be worth it in the end. Like it's not gonna be a long term position. I could leave like this position for so much more now is what it is. Then May came around. Now, May, like, so keep in mind, like, start of this year, I was where I wanted to be physically. Like, I looked the best I've ever looked. I had tattoos, which has been like a lifelong goal. You know, I had abs. Like, my training was going really, really well. Like, my nutrition, everything was on point. Mental health, like, best it had ever been um again in my dream job as well
0: everything was going great yeah so like
1: literally april like march april may or well, beginning of may yep on top of the world i couldn't yep. have been happier i was like wow i worked my ass off for the past 7 years or sorry 4 years to get to this position like good on me mm. i was like wow then may hit mother's day hit um and a certain person um got herself in a bit of trouble and ended her ended up being locked up which brought my half sister back into my life which was like terrifying um at the time because I hadn't seen her for two and a half years and I was like I knew what she was gonna look like because she's me but redhead yeah um (laughs) uh but she's like she's gonna be huge like tall wise yeah um which I'm not and then like, I saw her, didn't know how to react, like, didn't know how she was gonna react, and that was just like terrifying. The very next day, um, a friend of mine had attempted suicide, um, and he was like my best mate of 10 years, and um, he was my best mate of 10 years, and it was just like shock. I had, I didn't know what to do, like, I knew he was struggling, and I knew he had there was previous things that had gone on, and like attempts and stuff, and I was always there. By like being in the working position that I was and the amount of hours I had to do, I couldn't physically be there anymore. And like, that was really, really tough in this same week. So literally that was like Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, that week, my granddad became terminally ill. And I was like, like, seriously, like, what the fuck? Like,
0: especially in my life, like everything starts (laughs) going really well. And I'm like, yes. And then something just starts going bad. I'm like, again, Yeah. And then it just crumbles from there and you're like,
1: okay. And that's like, it was literally like a four day span. I was like, shit, like, all right. So like, what's the next step? Like, what can I do? So I started like seeing counselors and stuff again. I was like, I've done it before. Like it's helped me before. There's no shame in doing it.
0: No, and there is never, ever any shame in seeing someone. Yeah,
1: hundred percent. And then the next week came around and it was the Friday and I messaged my mate who had the issues and said, mate, like, Finally got a weekend off. love to see you. It's been way too long. Like, let's catch up. Organized a full Sunday to spend. Mm. Me, meet his missus. All this kind of thing. And then the Saturday, not working, I decided to referee soccer. You know, a bit of extra cash, like whatever. Put my phone in my bag at 9.30 in the morning. Didn't check it till 5 p.m. Checked my phone. About 75 inboxes on Facebook. About 35 notifications on Facebook. Facebook as well and about 18 missed calls and I was like what like what the heck like yeah yeah I checked Facebook Messenger and the first message I saw was someone that I don't consider like didn't consider a friend and it said sorry for your loss and I was like what are you talking about what yeah um then I went on Facebook Messenger and sorry Facebook like the news feed the first thing I saw was a news article of someone being shot um by police and instead of it just saying like someone was shot it had his picture and that was my best mate like the same person from the week before best mate of 10 years like
0: the one you were supposed to see on sunday yeah
1: like literally i like, was meant to see him sunday and my whole world just disappeared like he was so he was part of the team that i coached in soccer he was the only one or out of two sorry out of like a 15 player squad that wasn't bullying me mm. and like when i lost the weight he was the first person to message me on instagram being like dude you've come so far like i'm so happy for you yeah when i first became single like a couple of years ago i went out to town i ran into him and that, that we just like bonded and it was like mm. i couldn't have asked for a better friend like and it absolutely kills me that he's gone and it's like the worst way possible i know um
0: i remember that like i remember it on like, yeah the news and i'm like
1: yeah, and I still, like, I mean, like, I've got his name tattooed on me now, like, which is just, like, by far the most important for me. But, like, people always still talk to me about him and, like, the others that are new of him that struggle always come to me because, like, I'm like, just, if you need a talk, do it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that really, like, shut me down, like, hard and didn't train because we were training together at the gym couldn't go out to eat because like we were going out to eat together like
0: your thing yeah, yeah
1: and like for me to even book in the tattoo that i got was really really hard because he got a tattoo from the same artist which is my mate yeah and like i introduced them together and like oh it, just every that i did like remind and it still does like, everything i do reminds me of him but like i was at rock bottom yeah But from the day, and I actually spoke to his mum about this as well. So, like, from the day that he passed for the next week and a half, I felt physically ill. Like, I was like, something bad, something else is going to happen. I know for a fact, like, I can feel it. And then I got home on that Wednesday and all of a sudden the pain was gone. Like, the sickness was gone and I was like, oh, all right, cool. So, I walked inside and I checked my letter. Like I had a letter from work. And they'd made me redundant. They did like a full business restructure. And I'd only been there for two months, like dream or three months. And I was like, dream job. Like, you know, everything I'd worked for was for that. Like, and they did this restructure and then they offered me a position again, but was to be based down South. And I was like, I'm not traveling for 49 K a year over an hour and a half work. Like to be based at four different Southern facilities, like no way. I was like, on top of everything else, I was like, 100 hour fortnights, like, everything else that had happened, grandpa, like, the sister situation, everything, I was like, nah, like, mentally, just had enough, needed a break. Mm. Then, I applied, stupidly applied for a job, <laughs> um, <laughs> applied for a job where it was full-time, I had an interview for the manager position, but got offered night shift, um, so, hearing that, there's going to be people going to go, like, oh, I know what he's talking about. Anyway, um, two weeks or three weeks into that, um, my pa then actually passed away. And that was just another, like...
0: Kick in the guts. Yeah, I was Here like... Here we go, round two. Two
1: months, I had lost my best mate of 10 years and the number one person, which was the reason I got through everything in terms of, like, my psych meetings and everything as a teenager. Like, absolutely destroyed me. Um. And then I became really, really unwell. So I like started trying to eat food at work, or like even consuming water. Literally within like three to five minutes of consuming it, it was all back up.
0: I think like going to this situation because obviously like I remember it. Yeah. People never understood it, and no. trust me, I do because yeah. they're like when I first like when I was first going through like my shit that started last week. I couldn't eat. Because yeah. I felt physically sick. I was literally vomiting from stress yeah. and from, like, anxiety and, like, literally, like, feeling so depressed that I was vomiting. Like, I know what it feels like. And it's a very real thing. Yeah. Like, a lot of people are like, oh, it's bullshitting. But it's actually not. Like, yeah. it's like you, your body, like, goes, nah, like, you're not dealing with yourself. I'm not going to let you feed me. Yeah, And I couldn't, like, literally, I know what it feels like I couldn't eat because it was coming up. Like, I was vomiting for no reason. Yeah.
1: And I remember there was times where you were coming into work and, like, I could barely hold my feet. Like, that week particularly, like, I went from what I weigh now to, like, 79 kilos. Yeah. So, like, I lost a good eight kilos in a week. Like, and that's really bad. For someone like me that's trying to put on weight kind of thing and, like, build up or whatever, like, it was the worst time. Like, dealing with the grief of the two people, the other stress with, like, outside of work, then not sleeping. Yeah and then not being able to eat. And then same week, I nearly completely tore my adductor off of my hip. Like, so I couldn't train legs. And then I went from like training six days a week to not training for four At weeks all, yeah. because of my health. And then, so I went to the doctors like that week that I lost all the weight and said like, something's something's got to change. And they said, did all my bloods and everything. They're like, first off, they were like, no, there's nothing wrong. Yeah, And that sent me like, Back to, like, the 117 kilo, Sam, I was like, I'm done. Yep. It was like, this year could not get any fucking worse for yep. me. Like, well and truly over it. And I just sat there one night and I'd message someone, being Nat, like, not you, but Nat, you know who, um, and just said, like, I can't do this anymore. Put my phone down and was like, gonna do it. Like, she rocked up. And she rocked up to my house, and I like haven't told her this, and I will. <laughs> but like, she'll hear it now. She'll yeah, be like, what the yeah, fuck? yeah. <laughs> I think she knows anyway. She's yeah. not stupid. But yeah. like, if it wasn't for her rocking up that night, like, there's probably a pretty good chance that I wouldn't be here. Like, and I just I got to that point and was like, fuck this. Like, again, when she got there couple days later i was like still not in the good headspace but i was like i need to do something now i'm not working like resignations in do what you need to do yeah so i paid for my pt certs on the spot which was probably stupid because like i got my tax back and i was like oh it's covered like (laughs) (laughs) see you later money (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i paid for that up front and like was like i've got something to work towards now i'm not working like that's fine and um still just probably like stupid of me to do that though purely because like it was just extra stress yep. like just fine like at the time like if it was now but whatever but like, at the time i was like i didn't need that like so i'm pretty sure like the first week i didn't actually study i just like slept for ages um catching up getting back into routine or whatever and then yeah like that went on for about four and a half five weeks and like got myself back into training like eating again, like except like way less because obviously everything was just different. Um, my health got back on track and then I was like, all right, sweet, like try and find a job. And then I had a job interview for somewhere um, for like a custom service job worth like 80K a year. I was like, oh, like yes. Go, and go then it. like didn't get it. And I was like, oh, like whatever, it yeah. sucks. Like it is what it is though. Like back to studying. The next morning, or sorry, the next week, on the third like thursday morning i had a missed call at 6 30 in the morning and i was like like who the hell calls calls at that time in the morning unless it's work and i was like i'm not working like what the hell anyway so i called the number back and it turns out it was the company that i now work for and they were like hey i don't know if you've got a job or not but you've you've got one if you want one like come have a interview like quote unquote interview because it wasn't And they were like, the job's yours though. Like, this is what it is to start off with. And then we'll obviously work you back in. Yeah, yeah. And then like literally within the first week, I was trained back on desk. was like doing heaps of shifts and now I'm still casual, but I'm working like six, seven days a week, you know, like and I'm back at the point in my career, like like I said, I'm like, like I said before, two or three years behind where I was at the start of the year, but I couldn't be happier. I was like, like shit. Like I lost my passion for the sport and rec industry after the redundancy. But like I'm back into it, and I'm like working with kids, doing birthday parties, and I'm doing like customer service and business reports, and I'm like, yes. Like, I think
0: sometimes you need to step, like, you need to take two steps back to go three steps forward. Like, oh, it has yeah. to happen, and like, it's interesting listening to you because it's just like I knew you at a point, but I didn't know you. Like, I didn't get to like this is also news to me. If anyone's that like, you know, I don't, I don't know much about you so like yeah. why it's really cool for me to sit down and listen to you but a lot of the things that i got from it was choices which yeah. i've made a podcast about it's all about choices yeah. you know you choose to get better like like you know you could have cried sat in your room you know been that 117 kilo sam all over again or you go no nah, i've been there i've dealt with it i'm gonna go do something can help myself to get you where you are now and like you're the reason like all of those things that have happened are the reason why you are here right now you know back into your career back you know building it all up again
1: yeah and on top of that as well because i think you guys did a podcast on like the people you situate yourself with yeah 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 yeah. so like at the time of the weight loss like i'll cut everyone off i was like (laughs) like don't want people around me like do my own thing but if it wasn't for the likes of nat like so yourself for one like particularly when i was working with you and then like nat and like a Small handful, full of guys from like May onwards. Like, I wouldn't been like, I wouldn't be sitting here now and telling you like I feel fantastic. Yeah. Like, yeah, realistically, like the people that saw me at my lowest, like, have stayed, and I couldn't be happier. Other than one, which is someone that I was seeing, but you, that's just <laughs> we won't go into that. We won't
0: go into that No, no, Because no. yeah, you know that story. Again.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like it's yeah, like I'm. Just so grateful for everything, really. Like, yeah.
0: But you gotta be, like, you really have to be. Like, you need to. I know it's hard, and like, me personally, like, when I sit down to do this, like, it's gonna be hard to talk about, but like, you need to go through all of those things to get you to where you need to be. Oh, like,
1: sh- shit, yeah. Like, and I said this to you before we started, like, the person I am now, and even before everything that happened this year with May and everything, like, the person I was at the start of this year and now. Like I would go through my entire life again if it meant being who I am. Like I don't care how much hurt, trauma or whatever I've gone through. If it turned out to me be the person I am who's like loves life, like so much passion for so much different things and like has so much support and love to give to like whether it's female or like friends or whatever. Like I wouldn't change who I am if it meant going through that shit again. Like I'd do it 110 times over if it meant turning out how i am today it's crazy
0: how bad things happen to good people they really do
1: oh shit yeah like
0: it really sucks and that's the
1: thing like you see me walking along the street or like even like training at the mm, gym or whatever mm. like you wouldn't ever think i've gone through some of that shit and like
0: like, no like i sitting here i'm like
1: yeah and and that's that's the thing Like i haven't even gone into detail about stuff particularly at a younger age because i just can't like The and only person, like, you know. oh yeah, like yeah. I, I don't even think I've spoken to my psych about some of that stuff, because yeah. I'm like, like I don't know how I'm going to release most of yeah. it, but yeah. like it's also not bothering me, so you know what I mean? Like, so like, I think I said earlier, like I wouldn't wish upon anyone the shit that I've seen, even if I hated your guts, which I don't hate anyone, like even if I hated your guts, I like wouldn't wish it upon you, but like I'm also grateful that I went through it. Yeah. So.
0: What's one thing you could tell your future self?
1: Oh, probably keep going. Yeah. Like, so, like, if I was literally talking to myself in, like, a month's time in, like, 2020, being, like, 2019 completely fucking shut you out, like... New
0: decade. That is what I'm yeah. holding on to. It is <laughs> yeah. A new decade. Like-, like, it's a completely new, like, new time, new, like... It's a decade's an era, isn't it? Is that right? <laughs>
1: Oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but it's like a new like okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Look. But yeah, like Look. 2019 like literally started on top of the world and That was like with me. and like really? completely a full 360 and like now you know like I still have days where I'm pretty shit like yeah, I don't know, everyone does, but like I couldn't be happier with where I'm at realistically like I wish I didn't go through this year the way I have, like, but... It's had to happen. Yeah, it's like, had it's, to happen. It's, it's full on, so...
0: And if you could tell your past self something, what would it be? So, like, you now, if you could, like, <laughs> just, you know, open the door and see, you know, 17, 16, 19-year-old oh, Sam, what would you tell
1: Jesus. him? Jesus. Uh, probably a few things, like, one, to be, like, funny... Like, with weight loss, do it with lifting weights because, like, where I want to be is probably where I'd be at, like, right now because, I like did it all through cardio. But, nah, like, honestly, the amount of times that i wanted to give up and, like I said, with the self-harm and everything like that, like, and then the suicide law, the, what was going to be an attempt, like, just not, not even don't. It's more like it will be okay. And I know everyone's – and it's the cliche, like, oh, you'll be fine. It really is. Like, like no, but, like,
0: it will be
1: okay. Yeah, like – and that's the thing when I talk to people that are going through shit and they're like, Oh, like it's just never going to end. And it's like, no, it will like, it might take a week. It might take a month. It might take a year. Like it doesn't matter how long it takes, but like if you're willing to be here and work through it, you're going to get through it. Like, doesn't matter what, like it comes down to you and it comes down to your choices. It comes down to what you want to do with yourself. Like you can't let others impact your decisions, you know, like literally everything, like, It's your life. I know. Like you get to your deathbed. You're not going to sit there. But what Bob next door thought you should have done when you were 20 years old, you're going to sit there and regret everything you didn't do. So why aren't you doing them now? Like, it's that simple.
0: And like, Like, I still to this day go, when is this going to end? But you know what? Realistically, it's not going to end. Yeah. It's not going to end. And I was listening, I think I was listening to a podcast today. And it was kind of talking about how like the bad isn't out to get you. Like when yeah. bad things happen in your life, it doesn't necessarily mean it's out to get you. It's actually there to teach you. Yeah. And I find, I was like, wow. Like I was sitting there like, whoa, you really hit me in the feels Cause like whenever, when something bad always happens, I'm like, here we go again. Like it's happening again, but it's actually happening to teach you. Yeah, exactly. Like, and it was like, basically they were kind of saying like, you know, the bad isn't evil. It's not necessarily evil. And sometimes the, like the good might be evil more than the bad, but like, the good, the bad isn't out there to get you. It's there to teach you. Yeah. So, yeah. And
1: that's the thing. It's like when that kind of stuff happens, the way you look at it's huge as well. Like,
0: perspective. Yeah, exactly. It's all about perspective. Like,
1: yeah. You could chip a nail, and some people would think that's like the end of the world because they're so full of materialistic things or yeah. whatever. Like, but like, I lose my best mate, and I'm like, that's the point where I'm like, shit. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just. Yeah the way you you see things is is full on and like as much as it sucked this year like again I'd like
0: Wouldn't I've change. learned
1: so much like I'm yeah. probably the strongest I've ever been yeah. mentally even though it, like days still suck like mentally I'm like shit like I've gone through that this year in the space of 3 months like I'm pretty sure like I could have a kid at this point. Like, yeah, like you can like, go through I, a lot more. I could go through childbirth, not physically, but like, <laughs> Look, <laughs> we'll
0: put it mentally. So don't think you can, uh, yeah. Yeah,
1: but like, yeah, no, I can. I'm pretty confident. Like anything I do, I'll, you know, I'll get through now. And you know, it's been shit to get through this, but like, is what it is now. Yeah, pretty like, much. I've learned a lot, like about myself and about the people around me. I wouldn't like. I mean, I would change like obviously what happened, but like I can't. But you can't, yeah. You know, like just got to be content with it now. Really, I guess.
0: And to finish it off, what's your one message to the people out there?
1: Just keep going, like realistically, and I mean, like listening to your guys' podcast as well. Like every single one that I've listened to, like which is ninety five percent because I've been lazy as shit recently. But like every single one, I'm like, oh man, I could so do a podcast on this as well, like literally like the people you surround yourself with is hugely important but don't like let people walk all over you either like stand your ground you know what you want go for it like what's the point in waiting till monday kind of thing
0: yeah i know like, like, like fuck that do just, just do
1: it like you know also if you ever want to like chat if you're not feeling okay flick me a message i'm sure my right. name will pop up somewhere on it the, will it will be. be everywhere like, yeah like
0: and this goes back to, like, my whole reason why I'm doing this. It just shows that you're not alone. Oh like, you really no, not. Yeah, like, no. I can really resonate with a lot of things you're saying. Like, it literally... Sometimes, like, with a lot of things that you said, I'm like, you're a male version of me. Um,
1: I'm not blonde. don't have blue eyes, <laughs> but, like... <laughs> mentally.
0: <laughs> mentally. But just listening to you, I'm like, wow, like, I can really resonate to yeah. what you're saying. It's just, like, you are not... Like, you're really not alone. Because, like, no. you know, when I'm... When I felt my, like, most loneliness, like, lone,
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, loneliness.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I had so many people around me that are in the exact same boat, but yet I still felt so alone. But you're really not. Like, you're really not. Because just, yeah, listening to me, like, listening to you, me, not listening to myself, listening to you has really made me go, yeah, fuck, we really aren't alone. And there is a lot of people out there in the same boat.
1: Yeah, 100%. And
0: that's why we're doing this. Yeah. Cool. Well. Thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. That's all good. Um, and yeah, that's us wrapping up. So we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. <laughs>